Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Phenomenal. See, this difference between Black Star Network and Black-owned media and something like CNN. You can't be Black-owned media and be skate. It's time to be smart. Bring your eyeballs home. You dig?
is Wednesday, October 26, 2022. Coming up on Roland Martin Unfiltered, streaming live on the Black Star Network. Georgia's early voting continues to break records. And speaking of Georgia, uh, longtime Sheriff Victor Hill finally found guilty of civil rights violations. We'll tell you what happened uh, in a courtroom there. Uh, also in Georgia, another woman says Herschel Walker pressured her to have an abortion in 1993, and she has tapes. Her attorney, Gloria Allred, laid it all out during today's news conference. We'll show you some of that. North Carolina sheriff caught on audio making racist comments about his black employees has resigned during a court proceeding to determine if he should remain in office. But he's on the upcoming ballot to be elected again. Supreme Court Justice Samuel Lito explains how leaking the Dobbs brief puts targets on the back of the conservative justices, or it could be ignoring the will of the people. A Minnesota man awarded by the police for his heroics used his acceptance speech to tell law enforcement how he really feels about them. And I'll break down Kanye, yay or whatever he calls himself these days, getting canceled for anti-Semitic comments. And you got black people who are saying, well, what about anti-black comments? Well, it could be because black people offered him excuses. It's time to bring the funk. I'm Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Let's go. He's got it. Whatever the miss, he's on it. Whatever it is, he's got the scoop, the fact, the find. And when it breaks, he's right on time. And it's rolling. Best believe he's knowing. Putting it down from sports to news to politics. With entertainment just for kicks, he's rolling. All right, folks, we're less than two weeks away from Election Day in Georgia. More than one million people have already voted. According to the Georgia Secretary of State's office, as of this morning, 1,017,732 votes have been cast. Now, you look at, still was there, there's a significant number of people who requested absentee ballots, and so there's an effort in Georgia uh, to get people to turn those absentee ballots in. Early voting has started in North Carolina. It started in Texas and other states as well. If you look at uh, numbers that are coming out, the number of uh, Democrats that are voting is outpacing Republicans. Now, it's, that's typically been the case where Democrats uh, typically will have uh, those voting leads uh, during early voting, uh, but Republicans turn out in significant numbers on election day. And so uh, you must look at uh, various uh, stats with a grain of salt when people begin to talk about the early voting numbers. But again, uh, if, you, if you study, and I was on social media a little bit earlier, uh, and I'm going to pull this up right here, uh, folks who are literally going through and breaking these numbers down. Uh, and they're showing what is actually happening uh, when it comes to uh, these early vote totals. And what we're seeing is we're seeing how um, 
all the talk of the Republicans are going to be just wiping the floor with Republicans, uh, that may not necessarily uh, be the case. If you get, again, if you look at uh, what is happening, elections are all about turnout. You could talk about polls, you could talk about TV ads, all of those things, but it is about turnout, turnout, turnout. Simon uh, Rosenberg, uh, of course, who was with, who was with the DNC, uh, lays out uh, a number of different things here. Now, if uh, let's see here. Let's go to my iPad, please. And so uh, this is what he says uh, right here. The election is really close. Uh, they had some good polling last week. We've had some good polling this week. Now, if you then also go through here, you see U.S. News & World Report reports Democrats have cast 55% of early ballots so far compared to 34.5% of early ballots by GOP voters and 10.4% for unaffiliated voters. Uh, also, uh, again, going through uh, the data here that they lay out, uh, this is what uh, he puts out there. Encouraging early votes so far in Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Texas, Virginia, and Wisconsin. Uh, I've talked to some folks there in Nevada. They believe that their ground game is really uh, doing well there as well. Uh, this is what, uh, for Texas, Texas early mail vote so far, 48-43 dim. It was 44-51, meaning 44 dim, 51 Republican at this point in 2018, 41-48 for Republicans leading in 2020. Uh, so he says, select the states below the early Texas voters coming in more Democrat than 2020. Uh, and then when you look at, uh, again, the numbers here based upon uh, various polls uh, as well, uh, what has happened? John Ralston, who was in Nevada, this is what he tweeted just two days ago. He says, this is a large batch of mail ballots and Dems are crushing Republicans in Clark County almost two to one, very similar to what happened in 2020. Early voting has slight edge to GOP and then Dems obliterate the lead. These are significant numbers after two days. And so, again, the numbers that they're talking about are right here. A total of 39,584 ballots. Democrats uh, returned 19,265 of those Republicans at 10,199. Uh, that is crucial, folks, to understand uh, what has to happen if Democrats are to withstand what many have been calling is supposed to be a red wave across this country. Republicans uh, are, 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 are really looking at uh, what may happen. They think that they can sweep the board, but Again, it comes down to turnout. Robert Bertillo, executive director, Rainbow Push Coalition, Peach Tree Street Project. Uh, Matt Manning, civil rights attorney. Joe Richardson, civil rights attorney. Glad to have all three of you here. Um, I'll start with you, Robert. Num again, turnout, 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 ground game, ground game, ground game. We can talk about ads. We can talk about social media. We can talk about what goes viral. At the end of the day, you've got to turn your people out. Uh, and again, Republicans, uh, a lot of them have been crowing as of late saying, hey, uh, they're going to be sweeping out. I, I don't know. You probably follow Eric Erickson uh, there in Georgia, uh, you know, a right wing Republican. Uh, he's been saying, oh, he thinks, first of all, I don't know where he's coming from, but he thinks actually Herschel Walker could win Georgia without a runoff. He thinks that Oz can beat Fetterman. Uh, and the same thing, uh, he's touting how Republicans could win a lot of these uh, key races. Uh, but the bottom line is this here. Democrats have been focused on their core voters and getting them to the polls to vote early.
You're absolutely correct. And I think particularly when you look at a state like Georgia and some of the organizations we have on the ground here, uh, this is kind of a blueprint of how you turn a red state into a swing state and then into a blue state. If you're talking about Rainbow Push, you're talking about Gerald Griggs at NAACP, Latasha Brown at Black Voters Matter. Uh, if you're talking about uh, NSA over at New Georgia Project, Fair Fight, uh, Barbara Arnwine and Daryl Jones at Transformative Justice Coalition, you have so many groups that are on the ground uh, that have been on the ground for two plus years here since before uh, Senate Bill 202 uh, was even passed, organizing people, getting together your uh, 159 county strategy to ensure people are turning up to vote. Um, that's how you, you organize. And it has to be done on a grassroots level. You cannot depend on the national parties to do it for you. They spend their money on advertising. Uh, they spend their money on uh, high-level organizing and those sorts of things. But when it comes to getting that little old lady down in Montezuma County, Georgia, to the polls and making sure everybody from congregation does so, it takes a ground game to do so. And that's where Democrats normally excel. Uh, you, you re very rarely see Republicans do a get-out-the-vote campaign. Uh, you very rarely see them do voter education and voter registration drive. They spend their money on fear tactics and on uh, kind of conspiracy theories and these big rallies. Uh, instead of spending on a ground game, I think that's what's going to pull through at the end of this election. You know, the thing here, Matt, again, um, that, that, that I keep telling folks, look, don't sit here uh, and just watch these things every day. It will drive you crazy. Uh, individuals should be calling every friend they have in their state, every fraternity brother, sorority sister, church member, are you voting? And if not, ask them why. Challenge yeah, them absolutely. on that and then say, hey, vote early. If you want to wait till election day, do you need to ride to the polls? Do you have, a, do you have an election day plan? Uh, that, that's at the end of the day, that's how we save democracy. Absolutely. I mean, right now, looking at this data, we need to have cautious optimism, very cautious optimism. And it's uh, funny that we're having this conversation today because I had a conversation with a local politician here who's an incumbent who is extremely concerned about what our primary numbers looked like months ago and what the numbers look like now. And, and that person's a Democrat. And I say that to say, you know, the early voting numbers are are cautious, we're cautiously optimistic about them, but I don't think um, at all any of the things that you said we need to issue. I think you're 100% right. And that was the genesis of my conversation with that person today. We need to call everybody. We need to make sure everybody has a plan. We need to make sure everybody understands why we have to go vote, because what Democrats in particular are running against is extremism, extremism that's out at the furthest reaches that it's ever been out at and that people are galvanizing behind for racist reasons and other, you know, self-protective reasons, right? So that means that we have to make sure that our efforts are strong and that our efforts are uh, galvanizing to our people to get out and vote. So I think you're right about that. And I think we need to make sure we don't rest on our hands thinking that this trend of early voting going to Dems is going to carry the day for us, because it will not. Um, and, and again, it has to be a constant push, Joe. Uh, and that is every single day, every single moment, not sitting here going, oh, things look good today. Look, stuff can change in two or three days. Uh, and so, it, look, if you're, if you're Democrats, you should be looking at building up a massive, massive, massive lead before Election Day. That's what their focus has to be. No doubt about it. We've got to turn out as many numbers as possible, and the early bird gets the worm, as it were, or at least has an opportunity to get it. 
nationally, I would say that the elections look better than we thought that they did, every, you know, two, three months ago. But even then, more recently, they keep going back to say, oh, well, it's the economy stupid and, and, and Republicans are going to have a great sweep or whatever else. The problem becomes when we accept that as a suggestion and we make that a reason for us not to go vote or not to push the urgency of other people voting. One person to one person. So many times we've got so many, you know, things. We could go back to Kennedy's race and 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 how uh, how few votes he won by, or you know, how few votes uh, Andrew Gillum lost by four years ago. Every vote counts, and I know it. Even with people that I care about, sometimes we have these discussions, and some of us feel that votes count. And some of us aren't so sure. And we're dealing with our lives and we're dealing with putting gas in our cars and et cetera. Uh, and sometimes it's hard to see around the corner and to make sure we understand and convey that there is a connection, enough of a connection, that we need to go out of our way, make sure we vote. And if I need to guilt you and remind you of how many people died in order for you to vote, how many people suffered, go see the movie Till, which is opening on Friday, that talks about voting rights and the things that were going on in the South and how in so many ways we're still there. And so that urgency is really important to build up as many votes as we possibly can, because Republicans tend to do well on Election Day. So we've got to turn out as many votes as we possibly can. Hey, listen, take more than one shot at the dome. Make sure we don't have problems with our votes getting in, because that's going to be a battleground if the game is really, really close. And so really treat it with the urgency that it deserves from person to person. Use all our community resources, our churches, our community centers, everybody that will listen and that has a voice. We need to let folks know, people we have influence with, vote and vote now. Indeed. Folks, can I go to break? We come back. Uh, another woman is accusing Herschel Walker of forcing her to get an abortion. She spoke today, along with her attorney, Gloria Allred, will show you what took place. You're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Be sure to download the Black Star Network app, Apple phone, Android phone, Apple TV, Android TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Xbox One, Samsung Smart TV. Also, of course, join our Bring the Funk fan club, where every dollar you give goes to support this show. So your check-in money orders to P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037-0196. Cash app is dollar sign RM Unfiltered. PayPal is Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zale is rolling at rollingsmartin.com. Rolling at rollingmartinunfiltered.com. Be sure to get your copy of the book, White Fear, How the Brownie of America is Making White Folks Lose Their Minds. You can order it through Ben Bella Books, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, IndieBound, Bookshop, Chapters, Books a Million, Target. You can also, of course, order through your favorite black bookstore and download it uh, through Audible. And folks, if you're watching on, on, uh, on YouTube or Facebook or Twitch, uh, be sure to hit the like button, y'all. Hit the like button and the share button. Uh, let's let's hit a thousand. Let's hit two thousand likes today on our video. Uh, that helps us with the algorithms. So please hit that like button. If you're commenting right now in the chat rooms, hit the like button. Go back to commenting. I'll be right back. When we invest in ourselves, our glow, our vision, our vibe, we all shine. Together, we are black beyond measure. This is our time, our moment to move forward beyond the gun violence, the hospital closures, the unaffordable housing. Brian Kemp's Georgia for the wealthiest few. Stacey Abrams is looking out for every Georgian. She'll invest our $6 billion surplus in the fundamentals, education, healthcare, housing, and a good living. 
putting more money in your pocket to build one Georgia where everyone has the freedom to thrive. When we invest in ourselves, we all shine. Together, we are black beyond measure. You know what's on the ballot. It's not just legislation and policies we believe in. It's democracy. Our democracy. There's a choice on the ballot between freedom and fear, between cruelty and compassion, between chaos and community, between voting or violence, and the end of rights generations have fought for. The extremists have a plan, a roadmap for a nation where your voice is silenced and your vote is a memory, where they count their votes and cast ours aside. That's why this year, this fight, this vote is so important. Register, engage, volunteer, fight back against the disinformation and despair, and most of all, vote, because your vote is all that stands between our future and theirs. Libraries empower the community with education. Liberia Economic Development Initiative, LEDI, is hosting the International Life Changers Awards and Liberia's Bicentennial to celebrate LEDI building the country's first modern public library and technology center. Join event host Roland Martin, our honorees, Reverend Dr. Jamal Bryant, Zernona Clayton, Thomas Dorch Jr., Dana Lupton, Dr. Tammy Gracedeal on October 29th at the CNN Center Atlanta. There are no public libraries in Liberia, but together we can change that. Get tickets at ledinow.org. It's Kim Whitley. Yo, what's up? This your boy Ice Cube. Hey, yo, Peace World. What's going on? It's the Love King of R&B, Raheem Devon. And you're watching Roland Martin, Unfiltered. Well, uh, Herschel Walker, more drama when it comes to abortion, meaning him paying for them. A woman stepped forward today along with her attorney, Gloria Allred, and said Herschel Walker uh, pressured her into getting an abortion in 1993. Allred held a news conference today alleging that not only did Walker pressure her to get the abortion, but drove the woman to the abortion clinic himself. In April of 1993, our client learned that she was pregnant. She was surprised. She had been on birth control throughout their entire relationship. When she told Mr. Walker that she was pregnant, he seemed shocked. She didn't know what to do. Mr. Walker clearly wanted her to have an abortion and convinced her to do so. Our client alleges that Mr. Walker gave her cash to pay for the abortion and that she went to a clinic in Dallas, Texas. However, while she was at the clinic, she became overwhelmed with emotion. She could not go through with it, and she left the clinic in tears. When Mr. Walker called that and pressured her to go back to the clinic with him the next day to go through with the abortion. The following day, Mr. Walker drove her to the clinic and waited in the parking lot for hours until the abortion was completed and she came out. Mal already exhibited several personal cards that she said that Walker sent the woman 
signed with his unique signature, letter H. The woman said she had a romantic relationship with Walker while he was married from 1987 to 1993. Now, this is a statement that Herschel Walker released. I already told people this is a lie, and I'm not going to entertain, continue to carry a lie along. And I also want to let you know that I didn't kill JFK either. Okay, um, Matt, making light of the situation here with Herschel Walker. Now, um, look, a lot of Republicans have already made it clear they don't care. Uh, he could have paid for 25 abortions, and they're still going to stand with him. But if you are Republicans, you, do, you should have a concern uh, about what Republican women have to say uh, about this. Because at the end of the day, uh, he's going to need every vote he can to beat uh, Senator Raphael Warnock. Yeah, I think you should have a concern about that, and I think you should have a concern about the people you want to vote for you and whether they can uh, really trust in what you say you believe in today. I mean, the reality is Republicans around the country have been attacking abortion for longer than I've been alive, and they finally got it with Roe v. Wade being overturned. And I think now, you know, if you're standing alongside that party saying that you're against abortion rights and, you know, the things we've heard Republicans say, then it's obviously patently dishonest to have that in your background and act as though you didn't, or to not speak to the fact that, you know, there are um, rights that people have that are being taken away from them. So I do think that Republicans should be concerned about Republican women. I think they should be concerned about anybody who's on the fence who says, well, I've heard y'all beating this abortion drum for the last year, and now, you know, your own candidates have these in their backgrounds that they're not only not speaking to, but they've been out you know, trying to proselytize people against abortion as a right. So I think, you know, that hypocrisy uh, may play against them, particularly looking at the data that's shown that, you know, the majority of Americans actually believe you should have the right. So I think it just goes to dishonesty, and I don't know how it'll have an effect, but particularly in a tight race, I think that's a problematic thing, especially where Republicans have made their whole bread and butter on trying to be the party that moralizes, right, talks about how they're morally superior, and then in reality, you know, we see the dishonesty and hypocrisy. So I don't know how they triage that, but I would be concerned about it. Uh, I tell you what, um, Robert, the folks with uh, the good liars, uh, they pretty uh, are hilarious. Uh, these, these comedy folks, uh, they put this sign up. Look, this is what they put up. Welcome to the Herschel Walker rally. If you are here for Herschel's campaign speech, please form a line on the left. If Herschel got you pregnant and you are here to collect money for an abortion, <laughs> please form a line to the right. Thank you. You know, uh, I think Jimmy Kimmel had a great uh, line last night where he said, uh, when kids come to Herschel Walker's house for Halloween, he doesn't know if they want candy or child support. Um, and it's just the reality of, of just the reality of what this race is. And let's stop pretending at this point in time. Let's all just stop pretending that Republicans give a damn about any of this. Republicans give a damn about control of the Senate. Dana Loesch uh, said she didn't care about Herschel Walker aborted bald eagles. You saw that even after all these claims came out, uh, that her, uh, that you saw Rick Scott and Tom Cotton and other Republicans circled the wagon around Herschel Walker. Uh, we have to admit to ourselves that the Republicans do not care about competence. They do not care about morals. They do not care about values. They do not care about family and Christianity and all those things. If they did, they would have dominated Calvin King instead of Herschel Walker. He just wanted a black guy to run who was also in that primary. They care about power. It's been well known in this state of Georgia for 20 plus years that Herschel Walker held a gun to his ex-wife's head. Did not matter at all. They held a razor blade to a woman's neck and threatened to kill her. 
did not matter at all, that he took a pregnant woman and threw her down a flight of stairs. No one gave a damn about that, that he stalked a cheerleader in 1986, stalked another woman in 2002, stalked another woman in 2012, and had to have restraining orders taken out against him. Didn't care. He has 12 different personalities that he calls alters. They don't care. So I don't know why we keep playing this game as if there's something new that's going to be so shocking that they care about, that there's going to be something that shocks their conscience where they say, this is a bridge too far. This is against our manifest weight of our uh, history. We shall never do this again. They don't give a damn. So what it comes down to at this point in time is motivating and bringing out the base to ensure that he does not win, uh, because at the end of the day, there's no Herschel Walker information that can come out that will make Republicans turn against him. So what you have to concentrate on doing is making sure the people support you turn out and get out of record numbers. Uh, this is uh, uh, Joe. Uh, when Herschel had uh, a rally, uh, the uh, the Good Liars uh, comedian made their way to the stage, and they had a um, they had a present or some uh, gifts for Herschel Walker. Watch this here. Herschel, yes, I got you some condoms. If you wear you wear the condoms, what we gotta do is we you won't get, get the girls, yeah. won't get the girls pregnant and you wouldn't have to pay for the abortions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, take them, take them. <laughs> <laughs> take, the, take the condoms. What? The condoms for it. I mean, what the condoms? You, will you just hand him one of them? Because he's, he's, he's had to pay for the abortions. Here, just put it in his pocket. Herschel, yes, I got you some condoms. If you wear the do? condoms, what we gotta do? Well, you know, uh, it was uh, it was all fun and games, but at the end of the day, uh, we gotta beat this guy at the polls. One of the things that is good news in Georgia is that this is not the possible dream in 2018, where thus far the turnout started out a little lower, even though it was very good in terms of early voting. We put to uh, seemingly unlikely, relatively unlikely folks in a red state, a reddish, very, very red state. Um, we benefited from having some bad candidates. With that being said, the turnout was huge and it was really, really important. And the other thing that they did, you know, Georgia, the reason why it has that, uh, has that runoff is because, you know, uh, voter turnout tends to uh, fizzle. Uh, if uh, someone doesn't win on the first ballot or on the second ballot of the general election ballot, and they still lost. And so what we have to know is that, you know, Herschel Walker, to the point that was just made, um, is still going to have the support of Republicans all around. And so you really have to turn out your base. Hopefully there are a few women out there that are appalled enough by what's going on um, to switch their votes or to not vote for Republicans or be less enthusiastic. But you can't count on that because, among other things, Women, particularly white women, turned out for uh, Donald Trump, regardless of what he said and done, and turned on Hillary, where if uh, a man with those qualifications, as Hillary had, and, and perhaps the edges of a little less popular, would still have beaten Trump by a landslide. And it surprised everybody, including Trump. So we have to make sure... Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more that we turn out folks uh, here. Uh, it's uh, all fun and games again, but the idea that we're talking about Herschel Walker at all as a potential mm-hmm. candidate, if you'd heard him talk for five minutes, is extremely dangerous for Georgia, is extremely dangerous for this country, and we cannot take any chances. And, and just kind of piggybacking on that point about the, the white women vote, uh, we spent almost the entire month of September in this weird culture war in Georgia about, well, why aren't black men voting for uh, voting or why aren't they polling the same number as other people? Uh, black men are supporting the Democratic Party 88 percent in the polls. If you look at the polls, uh, Herschel Walker still is getting close to 60 percent of the white woman vote. Uh, let's ask those allies, those people who wear the I'm with her shirt to go into the polls and vote for Donald Trump, the ones who wear their pink uh, hat on on the parade and then go home and still vote for Herschel Walker and still vote for people on that side of the aisle. Those are the folks that we need to be having this culture war with, because when it comes down, uh, as Bill Burr said, to uh, affirmative action programs, governmental contracting, diversity programs, white women hop right in that line and get to the front of it. But when it gets back to election time, they go right back to those same law and order, um, fear tactics, uh, the same MAGA hat conspiracy theories um, that the, uh, are endemic on that side of the aisle. So let's make sure that we're putting the blame where it's needed, and we make sure that the culture war conversations we're having are directed in the right place. Instead of trying to split black men and black women apart electorally, let's make sure that the white women are holding, the, uh, holding, the, are carrying their water when it comes to these elections, also. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and it is again, folks. At the end of the day, uh, it boils boils down to turnout, turnout, turnout. I do want to ask you all about last night's debate in. Um, Pennsylvania with uh, Mehmet Oz and Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman. Uh, there were a lot of people that were highly critical uh, of, of Fetterman for his performance. They said that he clearly uh, was not well enough to debate. Uh, but then you have um, folks who are experts uh, say, look, uh, what he exhibited were examples of what happened when someone suffers a stroke, but it doesn't mean that they still cannot perform at a high level. 
Uh, Matt, I'll start. Uh, actually, Joe, I'll start with you. Uh, do you believe that it was a mistake by the Fetterman campaign to allow him to debate last night? Or does this also, uh, frankly, um, redefine how we have a conversation about people who have suffered um, uh, from, from an illness and whether or not they can still work? I think that the discussion on B is really, on uh, alternative option B, is really, really important. So, and this is a difficult thing. How do you deal with having a bad candidate like uh, Dr. Oz, who actually would be bad for America, would be bad for Pennsylvania, is super right, uh, was, was, was pro-choice three years ago, but he's flipped. Uh, and have, but he can he can speak as clearly, even though you know what he says uh, is vile. It is uh, uh, it's underhanded and it's dishonest. Versus someone who actually has a disability related to something that's happened, but actually who would be better for the state, assuming there are no issues with his ability to serve. And so the problem is, Dr. Oz, uh, you know, hits below the belt uh, and uh, you know attacks him on his health, which is interesting as a doctor. Um, you know, we should, we could talk about that ethically. But that being said, you know, people have to really look and decide uh, where and how they're going to make a choice. I would have, if I was that campaign, Fetterman's campaign, I would have put him up for, for, the, for the debate as well, because otherwise, if he doesn't go up at, at the debate, you know, you have to make lemonade sometimes. And if he doesn't go up for the debate, now Oz is chasing him, and the campaign be, becomes about him ducking, and he's ducking because he's not capable. I think you can take this, make it an lemonade, say this is about... Um, you know, being competent to serve, being able to serve. My doctors have told me and told us that I am able to serve. The ideas that I convey are clear. They're consistent with what people in this state think. And Dr. Oz is a bad, bad candidate. So, you know, you would love for him to have done better, Fetterman or whatever else, but you take people as you find them sometimes. And based on what he went through, I think you can take that lemonade and make it into a larger discussion about some things that have the potential to help people. Uh, Matt, uh, that was the was a point in a debate where uh, Oz made a comment with regards to who should be determining uh, who has an abortion. Fetterman folks jumped on that immediately and they put this ad out first thing this morning. This is who Dr. Oz wants in charge of women's health care decisions. I want women, doctors, local uh, political leaders, <laughs> local uh, political leaders, <laughs> local uh, political leaders. Oz would let politicians like Doug Mastriano ban abortion without exceptions, even in cases of rape, incest, or life of the mother. Oz is too extreme for Pennsylvania. I'm John Fetterman, and I approve this message. Uh, that this right there, a... that right there, Matt, again, uh, is one of the defining issues of this campaign. Uh, and some suggest that Oz just handed Fetterman, uh, you know, a bouquet of flowers by making that local political leader's comment. Yeah, I think that's a horrible comment. And I think, you know, Joe and Robert both have said things that I think are particularly instructive here. I mean, the first being he's a doctor. So from an ethical standpoint, I mean, it's extremely problematic that a doctor would say it shouldn't be a patient and a doctor making a decision, but rather some political leader, right? I mean, that's just abhorrent in and of itself, considering he's a doctor. But also to Robert's point earlier, you know, Republicans don't care. So it really comes down to, like, they don't care at all about the, the ethics, about the values, about even consistency. I mean, the idea that this is the seminal issue for a lot of people in this election, and three years ago, he had a completely different position on it should show you that, you know, he's going to uh, be a chameleon and do whatever he needs to do to get elected. 
But whether that translates to Republicans either abstaining from voting or walking away and voting for Fetterman is a different issue. And I don't know that it, that it does. So it's going to be a turnout issue again. And I kind of wanted to chime in as well and say that, you know, this is the problem with politics. Like, you know, we get on TV and we talk about all these erudite issues, but for so many people out there, they're not voting on that. They're voting on how somebody looks, how somebody talks in a debate. And that's the scary thing about it, right? That that's a lot of what is going to um, sway certain people. And it's a concern that rather than listening to Fetterman's uh, positions and, you know, his ideas for policy, you have to be really concerned that there may be people who think that because he had a stroke and he's not speaking as clearly as Oz, that he's not the more qualified and the better candidate. And that is a concern which means Pennsylvanians need to get out and vote. Uh, Robert, I'm going to play a clip uh, from a Fetterman from last night's debate. I want to get your thoughts on should they have allowed him to debate. Watch this. Pennsylvania. Here's a man that spent more than $20 million of his own money to try to buy that seat. I'm also having to talk about something called the Oz rule, that if he's on TV, he's lying. He did that during his career on his TV show. He's done that during his campaign about lying about our record here. And he's also lying probably during this debate. And let's also talk about the elephant in the room. I had a stroke. He's never let me forget that. And I might miss some words during this debate, mush two words together, but it knocked me down, but I'm going to keep coming back up. And this campaign is all about, to me, is about fighting for everyone in Pennsylvania that ever got knocked down that needs to get back up and fighting for all forgotten communities all across Pennsylvania that also got knocked down that needs to keep getting Pennsylvania. So, Robert, Here's the question is, is here. If you were on that campaign, would you allow him on that debate stage last night? Oh, absolutely. This pay plays directly into the ethos of the Fetterman campaign. If you look at how he has campaigned this entire cycle, including primaries, he go he wears a hoodie. He's a sleeves rolled up, uh, backroom brawler, Philly-style politician. Reminds me of the kind of old-school Ed Rendell type of Pennsylvania politician. And this uh, goes into that ethos, kind of that, uh, that mantra of, look, we get knocked down and we fight back. Nothing keeps us down. I'm going to go to Washington to fight for you. If a stroke won't stop me, do you think Mitch McConnell Connell's going to stop me. Uh, if I'm willing to go through my entire recovery in public, something that would have not most people out of this campaign, and I'm willing to stand up here and still represent you as the people of the state of Pennsylvania, uh, then what does that say about me when I'm at full power and fully uh, fully reconstituted and can go back uh, into Washington and really advocate for you? And look, most people have dealt with this in their personal lives. I was uh, next to my Aunt Catherine about 15 years ago, when she had a stroke back in 2006 before I went to law school, and affected me for the rest of my life. Most people have gone through this at some point in their family. And this idea that Dr. Oz is going around making fun of somebody for having a stroke, cracking jokes, saying if he had ever ate a vegetable, he would not have had a stroke while you're holding him a crudite. I, I think that for the people of Pennsylvania, it's not about who has the prettiest words. This is not the um, the Oxford debate series. We thought a similar thing happened in Georgia during the Warnock versus uh, Walker debate, where Walker because he was so simple-minded and so uh, simply spoken, um, he did not need to be the most articulate and not be, need to be the most up on policy. It was about connecting with the voters. And I think Fetterman did a far better job of connecting with voters than Dr. Oz did. All right, folks. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, the Fetterman campaign said they raised $2 million bucks in the last 24 hours uh, the debate was over. And so we'll see uh, how that works out. All right, y'all, when we come back on Roller Martin Unfiltered, uh, we showed you the video of a man who was uh, praised by the police uh, for his actions. 
in the city. Well, he had a few choice words for those same very, very police. We'll talk to him right here on Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Folks, support us by joining our Brenda Funk fan club. Also, download the Black Star Network app, Apple phone, Android phone, Apple TV, Android TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Xbox One, Samsung Smart TV. You also can, of course, join our Brenda Funk fan club. Send a checkup money order to P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037-0196. Cash app is dollar sign RM Unfiltered. PayPal is R Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zelle is rolling at rollingsmartin.com, rolling at rollingmartinunfiltered.com. And, of course, download your copy of the book, uh, White Fear, How the Brown of America is Making White Folks Lose Their Minds. You can buy a hard copy at Ben Bella Books, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, IndieBound, Bookshop, Chapters, Books A Million, Target. Download it from Audible. Buy from your favorite black bookstore. And, folks, if you're watching on Instagram, excuse me, Instagram, YouTube, um, Facebook, Twitch, hit the like button. More than 3,000 are watching live right now on YouTube. Y'all, hit the like button. So you got to do. It's free. doesn't cost you a dime. So please, when we come back from this break, we should easily be at 1,500 likes right there on our YouTube channel. We'll be right back. When we invest in ourselves, we all shine. Together, we are black beyond measure. This is our time, our moment to move forward beyond the gun violence, the hospital closures, the unaffordable housing. Brian Kemp's Georgia for the wealthiest few. Stacey Abrams is looking out for every Georgian. She'll invest our $6 billion surplus in the fundamentals, education, healthcare, housing, and a good living. Putting more money in your pocket to build one Georgia where everyone has the freedom to thrive. When we invest in ourselves, our glow, our vision, our vibe, we all shine. Together, we are black beyond measure. I am on screen, and I am representing what a black man is to the entire world that's gonna see this. And this might be the only black man, a representation of a black man that they see. Right. So I am responsible, right, for how they see black men. And it's my responsibility to, if I am not playing an upstanding, honorable, of someone with a strong principle and moral core to make sure that this character is so specific right. that it is him, not black men. And I wish that more actors would realize how important uh, their position is as an actor, as an actor of color playing people of color on screen. Because there are people that see us all over the world in, in, in these different right. images that we portray and not everyone knows black people to know. Yes. That's not all. empower the community with education. Liberia Economic Development Initiative, LEDI, is hosting the International Life Changers Awards and Liberia's Bicentennial to celebrate LEDI building the country's first modern public library and technology center. Join event host Roland Martin, our honorees, Reverend Dr. Jamal Bryant, Zernona Clayton, Thomas Dorch Jr., Dana Lupton, Dr. Tammy Gracedeal, on October 29th at the CNN Center Atlanta. There are no public libraries in Liberia, but together we can change that. Get tickets at ledinow.org. 
This is Diala Riddle. What's up, y'all? I'm Will Pack. I'm Chrisette Michelle. Hi, I'm Chaley Rose, and you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. All right, folks. So St. Paul, Minnesota Interim Police Chief uh, Jeremy Ellison was presented Alex Mingus with uh, the Chief's Medal of Valor for helping to save the life of a shooting victim in October of last year. Mingus didn't give an ordinary acceptance speech. His message certainly uh, went viral when people saw what he wore, but also what he had to say. Watch this. It is my great pleasure to present you with the Chief's Award for Valor in recognition for your heroic efforts. Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. I'd like Thank to give you an opportunity to say a few words. Yeah. Um, I appreciate it. I, uh, I feel like I, I did what anyone would have done with the little bit of training that they have, that I have. I'm a certified firearms instructor. I work in this high school in Minneapolis. I'm a dad and a husband and a wonderful community member. That day, nine of your squad cars raced past us as I was flagging them down. It said in the letter you sent me. And that was a potential of 18 people. 18 people could have stopped to help preserve life. But 18 people chose to go to a potential threat. And I, and I recognized the man had a pistol and we didn't know what he was doing. I do appreciate the recognition, um, but I won't keep this stuff. This will go to my mom, and this will probably go to my son, because I'm very uncomfortable being here with you guys. I do not rock with the police, but I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to say these things, and I just want folks to know that they don't keep us safe. We keep us safe. Um, Riots work. Thank you. Appreciate you. Thanks, Alex. I can take this one. This is Thank you. Y'all be safe out here. Great work. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Well, Alex Mingus joins us right now on Roland Martin Unfiltered. Alex, glad to have you here. Uh, were you surprised how this video just boomeranged all around social media? <laughs> Excuse me. Absolutely. Um... I went to bed on Friday night with maybe just over 800 followers on Instagram and woke up with uh, close to 8,000. So I am very, uh, very shocked. The, um, so what was interesting here is that, you know, they, they laid out the things that you did and, and, and offering you this award. and. And then when you stepped up, uh, you wanted to uh, showcase uh, the shirt that you have on now. Uh, obviously, uh, that was your plan all along. Correct. Um, I've had the shirt for some time, and I have some other shirts as well. Um, but I, I chose this one primarily because I feel like the police are one of the strongest arms of white supremacy. 
And you, so you, you, you take it off, and then, then you accept it, uh, and then you make it clear, hey, I ain't really trusting y'all. I'm not really, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not really feeling y'all. I'm not really feeling y'all. So, what was, so, so Alex, what was, it was interesting to me, was interesting to me was when you, was interesting to me when, when you sat there and <laughs> made that comment, and then you were like, um, rides work. The chief was a, a, a little befuddled with you. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, in the moment, um, I didn't catch anybody's reaction, but I've been able to go back and look at the video, and, uh, yeah, he, <laughs> I don't think they, I'm, I'm shocked by the fact that no one thought to enter my name into any kind of social media prior to me coming uh, because it wouldn't have taken very long to see how I feel about police. Um, so yeah, when I, I, I did notice when I took the hoodie off, there was one officer that um, kind of was chuckling and I like I, he almost got me off my square and I almost like zeroed in on him, but I was able to stay the course. The other thing that, again, um, as, I, as, I, as I look at uh, this, um, it was a look at look 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 at look look at what took place here uh, with, with your video, uh, which I found to be real interesting here, um, uh, uh, Alex. Uh, is that um, you, you 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 made this comment and you challenged them, and um, you, you were trying to let people know uh, really that look, this is a fundamental issue in terms of what's happening because you said. Hey, the cops could have stopped. Right. Yeah, I mean, that, that was one of my main concerns. Is and The only thing that I really prepared for that day was that I wanted to touch on the amount of uh, police officers that passed us um, that, that could have stopped and rendered some aid. And so you said, uh, so when you said, uh, and so you counted the cars. You counted the cars going by, and so here they're honoring you, but but that's actually their job to protect and serve. That that's that's correct. That's what I thought. That's that that's crazy. Questions from our panelists. I'll start with you, Matt Manning. Yeah. So Alex, thanks for joining us, man, and thanks for uh, for keeping it a hundred in that situation. What I'm really interested in is what was the lead up like, and I ask that because. A lot of times we see police departments and politicians want the photo op, right? They want the opportunity to, to look like they're standing next to a, a hero citizen, which you are. But like you said, if they had done their homework, they would know kind of what your position was. So what was the lead up to it? And what has the backlash, if any, been from the police department and, and their supporters? Sure. Um, leading up to that day, I, uh, I was... I was pretty nervous that day specifically. Um, and again, wasn't sure what I was gonna say. Knew that I wanted to touch on the amount of police cars that went past us. Um, but besides that, I wasn't sure. I was very uncomfortable because I, um, I am an abolitionist and I feel like, um, yeah, it, it, was, it was scary because I've had my own encounters with police and I live in South Minneapolis right where George Ford was killed. Um, so I was scared and was nervous. Um, and after the, afterwards, you know, it's been overwhelmingly positive. Um, and thus far, any, any negativity that anybody's been commenting 
has been dealt with by the people in the comments, and I'm really not engaging in any negativity. Robert. Uh, so has there been any follow-up from the police department regard with regards to uh, kind of your comments? Have they enacted any measures to help break down this white supremacist system? Have they talked to you about community policing? Uh, have they discussed any ways that, that you can work together to try to bridge this gap where we can have actual policing that protects the community, but also respects the human and civil rights of African Americans? Uh, no. A firm no. I haven't heard anything. And with that, if you, if police are listening right now, what suggestions would you make to them uh, to kind of bring uh, the things that you're fighting for closer to what they're supposed to be working towards? Um, so how I see defunding the police happening is not a, a guillotine drop and, and no more police, but more of a, a incremental redistribution of funds over time um, from the police and putting it on the front end, to me, which would be like, prenatal care, uh, early childhood development, uh, after-school programs, summer programs, jobs for teens, uh, giving kids the opportunity to fully develop their brains, and so they're not living in a constant state of fight or flight. And that way, by the time they're teenagers, um, we will have more uh, emotionally stable people running around, and we would need less police. Uh, also, if we want to do away with crime, we should do away with poverty. Uh, a lot of the crimes that are happening in uh, our inner city neighborhoods is predominantly driven by poverty. All right. Joe. First of all, I appreciate you, Alex, uh, uh, holding down in, in my wife's hometown. Uh, hey. I wonder... I wonder what the conversations have been like. I mean, you've been in the belly of the beast. You're right next door to what happened with Dante Wright and George Floyd. And I'm sure that there are conversations arising out of that time. What have those conversations been like with people? And how do you think uh, the conversations will go now? Because I am sure that some people are going to reach out to you and say, hey, hey, Alex, uh, I always kind of wanted to talk to you about this and, you know, that type of thing. Because I think it's important for them to see you first as a responsible citizen that's going to do the right thing. Even if you have a different opinion about something, you are going to be down for you, yours, your community, which will incidentally benefit, even though not, not everybody's great always in the community. So how have your conversations been since George Floyd, and what do you expect to happen with them now? Um, I've seen a lot more legitimate community building, um, a lot more people uh, being outside of their houses, engaging with their neighbors, um, because during the uprising, that's what kept us safe, was engaging with the people who live right by you, knowing who your neighbors were, and communicating with them when there was something that we seen that was off. Um, also, there's been a lot, there's been a, a huge uptick in uh, training, whether that be around firearms or like street medic, street medic things. Um, and so I think it's more, it's, it's the conversations have been, there's, there's multiple parts, right? But there's, we, we've had the conversations of peer abolition and how do we, how do we uh, end up with police not policing us? But then there's been the, uh, more like, all right, well, while we're here, how can we better prepare ourselves so that we, so that 911 isn't our only option? Um, and those are some of the things 
that have come out of the uprising. Uh, most likely have had already been happening underground, but have been more mainstream now. Um, and I think those will be the kind of conversations that will need to be continued. Um, giving people the knowledge of firearm safety and 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 responsible firearms usage, um, some some medic training, you know, to to be able to deal with um, small scale things on our own, um, and continue community building so that we can continue to keep us safe and we can help people understand that police aren't aren't our lifeline. All right. Alex Minkus, we certainly appreciate it, man. Thank you so very much. Uh, again, uh, it, was, uh, it was powerful for you to, to wear the shirt, to say what you had to say, and using that opportunity uh, to speak your truth. And we certainly appreciate you joining us. Thanks a lot. I appreciate y'all having me. Thank you. All right. Take care. All right, folks, we come back. Our Black and Missing will also tell you about two disgraced sheriffs. Sheriffs, one white sheriff in North Carolina, he has resigned for making racial comments. Then a black sheriff in Georgia found guilty of violating the civil rights uh, of inmates. We'll tell you about both of those when we come back on Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Please download the Black Star Network app, Apple phone, Android phone, Apple TV, Android TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Xbox One, Samsung Smart TV. You can also, of course, join our Bring the Funk fan club. Your dollars make it possible for us to be able to cover the stories all across the country. Uh, we have to uh, generate $100,000 uh, each month, October, November, December. Uh, and so that's 2,000 people contributing on average 50 bucks each, which is $4.19 a month, 13 cents a day. Uh, you can, of course, uh, uh, check a money order. Go to P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037-0196. Cash app is dollar sign RM Unfiltered. PayPal is R Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zale is rolling at rollinsmartin.com. Rolling at rollinmartinunfiltered.com. And get your copy of my book, White Fear, How the Bounty of America is Making White Folks Lose Their Minds. Uh, available in all bookstores, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Ben Bella Books, IndieBound, Bookshop, Chapters, Books A Million, Target. You can also uh, download a copy from Audible. We'll be right back. When we invest in ourselves, we all shine. Together, we are black beyond measure. This is our time, our moment to move forward. Beyond the gun violence, the hospital closures, the unaffordable housing, Brian Kemp's Georgia for the wealthiest few. Stacey Abrams is looking out for every Georgian. She'll invest our $6 billion surplus in the fundamentals, education, healthcare, housing, and a good living. Putting more money in your pocket to build one Georgia where everyone has the freedom to thrive. When we invest in ourselves, our glow, our vision, our vibe. We all shine. Together, we are black beyond measure. It's about us. Let's go! Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If 
if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit NFL.com slash schedule release to learn more. Y'all, we got the free shirts and free lunch right over here. Freedom is our birthright. No matter what we're up against, we're sending a message in Dallas and Texas and in the country. We won't black down. That's what this bus tour is all about. The housing cost is one of the most capitalized areas that we have found. People who are marginalized that are brown and black, we are suffering the most. And I think that we have the biggest vote and the biggest impact in this election. I'm voting for affordable housing, for sure. We should not be paying the cost of a utility failure because our elected officials are too proud to say, we need help. I know that we can bring out our people to vote. It's a part of our birthright. Right. It's a part of our heritage. And surely, it's a part of our prison, a part of our future. That's right. That's what's up. And we won't black down. Forward that message to five friends, because in that message, it's got links to how to get registered, how to check your registration status. Like I said, 2.30, we'll start um, rendezvousing right here on this street. I am voting to let our voice be heard in the rural communities that, hey, we are people, too. There are things that we need. Free shirts, free food, and lots of power. We are in Longview, Texas, where black voters matter, 365. Whatever type of oppression a white supremacist throws our way, we will not black down. We are in relentless pursuit of liberation of our people. 
Freedom is liberation for black bodies and black communities to make economic change through political power. Freedom is choice. We won't black down. 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 On the next Get Wealthy with me, Deborah Owens, America's Wealth Coach, Black women are starting businesses at the fastest rate than any other segment. However, finding the funding to build them is challenging. On our next Get Wealthy, we're going to talk with author Katherine Finney, who wrote the book, Build the Damn Thing. And she's going to be sharing exactly what we need to do to achieve success in spite of the odds. As an entrepreneur of color, it's first, you know, building your personal advisory board. I think that's one of the things that's helped me the most. The personal advisory board of the people who are in the business of you, you personally, and want to see you succeed. That's right here on Get Wealthy, only on Black Star Network. Pull up a chair, take your seat at the Black Table with me, Dr. Greg Carr, here on the Black Star Network. Every week, we'll take a deeper dive into the world we're living in. Join the conversation only on the Black Star Network. My name is Charlie Wilson. Hi, I'm Sally Richardson-Whitfield. And I'm Dodger Whitfield. Hey, everybody, this is your man Fred Hammond, and you're watching Roland Martin, my man, unfiltered. folks uh, in Memphis that's we'll start with, with today's uh, black uh, in missing uh, a um, uh, this young lady here folks uh, Jediah Betts uh, is missing weighs five uh, first of all is five eight weighs 120 pounds hair is brown colors uh, eye colors are brown again missing from Memphis Tennessee if you have any information any information uh, with regards uh, to this case uh, we want you to uh, to please call uh, the Memphis Police Department. Uh, you know, we do this uh, every single day because all too often these cases uh, get uh, no attention whatsoever. Uh, and there are far too many uh, of our uh, young uh, men and women uh, who are missing. Uh, again, uh, if you have any information regarding uh, this missing case, uh, please call 901-636-4479, 901-636-4479. She's been missing since October 7th when she left her school and did not return home. She was last seen wearing a white polo shirt and black tights. White polo shirt and black tights. All right, folks, let's go to North Carolina where a disgraced white sheriff has resigned after he was busted for making racist, racist comments captured on audio. Uh, the phone call with former sheriff Jody Green was released last week where he was heard using racist remarks about black workers. Uh, he was a sheriff of Columbus County, North Carolina, 
Uh, and he resigned as the county's first Republican in front of a packed courtroom. He had been suspended from office since October 4th for allegations of misconduct in office, malicious arrest, intimidating county commissioners, and sexual harassment. He made a statement on social media. Uh, but first, uh, let's play the audio. Do we have play the audio of what he actually said that led to all of this drama? Folks, uh, this is what the sheriff said, quote, due to my love for Columbus County and to spare my fellow citizens, along with my family and friends, the ordeal and spectacle of a lengthy trial, I resigned as sheriff of Columbus County for the term elected November 2018, effective this morning. The allegations in the state's petition and amended petition are not true. They were politically motivated. Weaponizing the courts to attack, smear, or ruin those we disagree with politically is wrong. Political disagreements should be settled by the voters. This has been a humbling experience. I'm sincerely sorry for the disrespectful and insensitive words that have offended my friends, colleagues, and fellow citizens. I ask for forgiveness as it is written in James 4, 6. God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. There are two weeks left before the election. Early voting is in progress. and There's a move afoot to usurp the votes of law-abiding citizens. I cannot afford to spend the next week fighting in a courtroom while we are in the middle of an election to preserve our freedom. I'm still running for sheriff of Columbus County in the November 8, 2022 election. I'm running to make Columbus County better and safer for all of our citizens. I humbly ask for your vote, support, and prayers. Thank you, Jody Green. Also, pray for the ones who trespass against me. Talk about one arrogant son of a bitch, uh, Matt. Yeah. yeah, he's arrogant, particularly in a state where the district attorney or the county attorney can file a petition where you've committed willful misconduct and ask that you be removed from office. I mean, he tried to make it as sanitized as possible, but if you look at it, it's a 54-page petition uh, with like 14 or 15 affidavits of people showing, you know, under uh, under oath what he did in terms of the willful misconduct, including having sexual relationships with some of his uh, subordinates and a number of other things. So. He's arrogant, and, you know, the first time we talked about it on your show that I did, uh, at least had an opportunity to talk about it, he was standing strong, that he wasn't going to resign, and, you know, it's politically motivated and all of that, but the reality is there was the evidence, and I think he just decided ultimately that he didn't want to have all of that put out into the public sphere beyond the petition, and this is a good example of why it's important to be involved in local elections. I know in his particular instance, there were a number of weird things that happened in terms of him being elected and then removed and brought back. But in any event, it's important to know who is running these offices, because if people have positions like this, it's imperative that we make sure that on the next ballot, we don't allow a Jody Green in any jurisdiction to hold office. Well, I say this here, uh, Joe, uh, he's running for re-election. If he wins, pressure his ass to resign. Yeah, absolutely, because what he's going to try to do is, uh, you know, kind of uh, go out the front door and come come in through the back. And if he gets the votes, he'll say, well, the people have decided, and so therefore, yep. all is forgiven. 
but even when there's forgiveness, that doesn't mean that there's not punishment, that there's not ramifications, that there's not consequences. And this reminds everyone of, of a point that, you know, that's, that's too simple, really, to have to make. But racism is immoral. See, a lot of times, they, they, people will, will uphold somebody that, you know, goes to work every day, and they work hard, and they've done this community for the community and that for the community. Uh, but, you know, they're racist, so they can look past that, particularly because the sentiment that they have is sometimes something that resonates with other people. Well, here you have a guy that's saying what he's saying about black folks, but then he had to, to the point that was just made. There's a 54-page you know, petition about him and the stuff that he did, which means that they couldn't get it on 10 or 15 or 20 pages. He is running roughshod, you know, getting with the ladies on duty, you know, doing what he wants to do. And so he is immoral in a lot of ways, but he is, uh, you know, racist as well. And so, therefore, what we hope is that this is enough to either keep him from winning or to not keep him from suffering the consequences of what it is that happened. It shouldn't be over with a two-week uh, hiatus where he goes out, doesn't fight in court, which is ultimately self-serving, so it's less embarrassing to him, but then he tries to come back in through the back door through being elected. People have to remember that, and to the point that was just made, that's why local elections are so important. Listen, top of the ballot, bottom of the ballot, and everything in between. Most of the time, your day-to-day -day life it's going to be addressed when you have mm -hmm. issues by people that are closer to you, the sheriff, the school board, the city council, the planning commission, et cetera. And so you really have to make sure you pay attention to that. i uh, tell you what, Robert, he sure was running quickly to Jesus. <laughs> I, I was literally just going to say that. You know, for some reason, when it's time to write this uh, resignation letter, he found his Bible. He was quoting scripture and all this stuff. <laughs> now, when he was clapping them cheeks on the Wolf of Subordinates, was, did he have his Bible with him then? Or was that left in the squad car? Now, when, when he was calling people black bastards, was, was the Bible in his pocket or was that back in the car? Uh, when he was uh, transgressing, uh, when he was violating civil rights, did he forget all of the New and Old Testament at that point in time? This is why people have stopped going to church in large part, because of the hypocrisy of these individuals. This is the, ma the mega mind virus run, run amok, where they simply think that regardless of what I've done, nothing applies to me. Nothing, uh, that, that anybody who's against me, it must be a conspiracy, and this is a weaponization of the DA's office, despite the fact that the same people who elected the DA elected you. And despite the fact that they have a 54-page indictment with witnesses and affidavits against you, this is all just a conspiracy. And I didn't do any of these things I've been accused of and that all the witnesses saw me doing. And this is just a broad conspiracy against me to steal the election. And it might work. And that's the scary part of all of this. And that's why it's so important, as was said previously, that you vote all the way down the ballot. Because at the end of the day, your United States senator will have a lot less of an impact on your daily life than a sheriff who's right around Bible high, sinning and violating rights and arresting people and harassing individuals in the community. Well, let's talk about uh, another sheriff, this one, black violating rights. Uh, there in Georgia, Clayton County uh, Sheriff Victor Hill, who has been suspended after he was indicted in charge of violating the civil rights of inmates, he has been found guilty on six of the seven charges. Uh, he was accused of violating inmates' constitutional rights of pretrial detainees by having them strapped into restraint chairs 
inside the jail for hours at a time. Prosecutors say he arbitrarily made these decisions. Uh, now his defense team said, oh no, these were preventative measures uh, that were needed to control dangerous inmates. Well, the jury deliberated Friday afternoon. They continued through Wednesday afternoon and came back with the verdict. Again, found guilty on six of the charges uh, and not, first of all, on, uh, on six of the seven, uh, found not guilty on the fifth uh, account and uh, this is according to uh, one of the outlets in Atlanta. Prosecutors did not provide direct proof that Hill gave the order to restrain the suspect as they did with other detainees. Uh, and so all jurors were polled in this here. Now keep in mind, this is the same Victor Hill who has had previous run-ins with federal prosecutors. Uh, they allege that he also violated, first of all, he violated uh, the uh, rights between 2019 and 2020. Uh, and uh, and just again, when you look when you look at the charges here, uh, just uh, unbelievable here. Some of these folks were again 17 years old. He had been suspended by Governor Brian Kemp as a result of, of the federal case. He had been fighting this. Uh, Robert, I'll, I'll start with you. Uh, Victor Hill is quite familiar uh, with uh, the headlines. This guy has been a problem there in Georgia for quite some time. Well, you know, the thing is, Victor Hill is very much a cult hero uh, here in Georgia, and there's plenty of people on my uh, on my timeline, on my Twitter, who are very upset at seeing him convicted and hope that he wins on appeal. If, if Victor Hill to run for re-election right now, he will win with probably 70 percent of the vote. Why? All these allegations. Why? Is, 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 he, is he the Georgia version of that fool in Maricopa County, Arizona? Yeah, 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 that's a pretty good way of putting it. He rides around in a, uh, he confiscates these drug cards. And then so he had a souped up Dodge uh, Charger that he got from a drug dealer. No, it was actually a Camaro they got from a drug dealer. He called the Dark Knight with like light up rims and stuff. Then he had another Mercedes that he got from a drug dealer that he called the White Knight. And he'll ride around and fight crime and arrest people and do all kinds of stuff the sheriffs aren't supposed to do. But because of that, the actual criminals in Clayton County were very much afraid of him. And crime has ticked up since he has been suspended. And because of that, many people in the community still support him. So Victor Hill, uh, he has a very different reputation outside of the county than he has inside of the county. And there's a lot of people rooting for him to win this on, on appeal. And if he did, he will be uh, elected right back to office tomorrow. Uh, and, and you're right. There are some people out here. They have a petition on change.org. Uh, they're trying to get 2,500 signatures. Is that 2,497? Uh, again, Matt, when, when you look at uh, this guy's record, I mean, he has had significant run-ins uh, and just back and forth, back and forth. Uh, but uh, I don't care if the people think he's popular. You cannot violate the constitutional rights of pretrial detainees or folks who have also been convicted. You simply cannot do it. That is illegal. He broke the law. That's why he was found guilty. You're exactly right. I mean, the 14th Amendment, you know, allows you or provides you with the right to have due process when you're a pretrial detainee who has not been convicted of a crime. And that's really what is particularly both problematic about this situation and also encouraging, encouraging to the extent that the Justice Department is the one prosecuting it. And they prosecuted, you know, a number of these civil rights cases. And it's really important, um, again, who you elect into office and what their priorities are. And Kristen Clark and her civil rights division has done a bang-up job on holding people accountable, right? Um, the fact that Victor Hill is a cult hero, you know, it, it, people, people like him, clearly. But it's really problematic, especially as it relates to inmates and inmates' rights. You have no idea how many calls I get about people who are brutalized in county jails every day. And frankly, how many people don't care? How many people feel like, ah, if you go to jail, 
you kind of get what's coming to you. And that's really the biggest issue here. If you believe in the Constitution and if you believe in humanity, people have the right to have due process, um, number one. And number two, you know, you can't have a, a sheriff who's just capriciously uh, not clapping cheeks, but putting cheeks in a restraint chair, uh, you know, at his whim. You can't have that. So the Justice Department clearly had the evidence, and I'm glad he's being held accountable because this, the fact that he's black does not absolve of, a minute of anything. This undermines people's trust in, you know, this, uh, <laughs> this public office. And we have to have trust in those who are tasked to keep us safe and to protect us, because if not, you know, we don't have an orderly society. Uh, Joe, this is the same uh, Victor Hill. I'm surprised Robert did not bring this up. This is the same... Oh, the lady he shot. Yeah, this is the same Victor Hill who six years ago shot, oh, wow. shot, shot a woman uh, in a motel. She, she recovered. Um, she told the police the shooting was an accident. He should not have been charged. Uh, she was shot in the abdomen, causing life-threatening injuries. Uh, he was he eventually got probation for that. Uh, that was six years ago, and then he's like, "Oh, I want my job back." Yeah. What? What? This? I mean, are we talking about are we talking about the law or the thugs? People love well, Victor Hill. You know, <laughs> I'm telling you, depending on who you talk to and what situation you're in, uh, the police can be their own gang, and there can be they can be their own group, and this <laughs> demonstrates that you're not necessarily getting a better shake uh, because the police officer is black. Uh, there are well-intentioned black officers that are at the top that are fighting their police unions, like in Minneapolis. And then there are uh, ones on the top of the food chain, like in this situation, where us versus them is in full effect. LAPD is majority minority, even though it's mostly Hispanic. That's one of the things that was supposed to improve out of the 92 uprisings, et cetera. But they have the same problems. Carl Douglas is just as busy as he was 30 years ago. And so, basically, you have a situation where, you know, you've got a bad cop at the top, and he's on this side. He's protecting him and his, and what that means for him, damn the Constitution, damn the rule of law, damn everything else. And for people that are scared, that would pick a side, some of them actually would pick him. You know, it's interesting. You know, when we go to court every day, we all try cases. You know, you know, things aren't supposed to come in unless the evidence is dependable. That's why there's a hearsay rule. Without an exception, it's not going to come in. You can't get people any kind of way that you want to and then feel better about it. And this is a, a huge problem. I'm glad he's being prosecuted. I think it's really, really important. But it it's underscores this larger us versus them mentality that actually can transcend color, uh, as it does here. And the people have every right to be scared yep. when you've got somebody at the top of the food chain not following the law. Folks, uh, go to my iPad, please. Uh, this is a Daily Beast story. This is the same Victor here when he was first when he was first elected. He terminated. 20, he was first of all, he was the first black sheriff in Clayton County. He terminated 27 deputies and put snipers on the roof. The article says, just in case the disgruntled cops acted out. Then there was a campaign commercial. Uh, where uh, the fictional mayor in the commercial said, uh, when we're in a state of emergency, Victor Hill is the only sheriff of the criminal's fear. The mayor pulls out a big red button and quietly commands, do it, and Hill's own version of the bat signal flashes in the sky. Uh, Robert, you said uh, an absolute character. Uh, I think, as a matter of fact, let me see if I can pull this commercial up. Uh, he, he might be a character, but that character is now headed uh, to prison. Here's the commercial. Mr. Mayor, 
We're in a state of emergency. Everyone's homes are being broken into. The same bank was robbed twice in 24 hours. They even stole some weapons from the SWAT team. We still can't find him. Have you spoken to the sheriff? He can't even protect himself. We've got to bring him back. Victor Hill is the only sheriff that criminals fear. Do it. Bring back the crime fighter in July 2012. Re-elect Victor Hill, sheriff. Well, I think this sheriff might be in some handcuffs and doing a perp walk going to federal prison, Robert. Well, uh, Ro, you missed a whole extra scandal in there the last time he was on trial uh, when they accused him of stealing his own police car and uh, misusing city uh, county funds for his uh, own joyrides. Look, Victor Hill, he's a character. He's a character in Georgia politics. This will probably go to appeal, and hopefully once the, the judgment comes back in that, that will allow the people to say, well, this is the, a true and accurate sentence, and then move on from there. But when it comes to, if you were to go down to Clayton County right now and talk to your average, uh, average American voter there, they will still be behind Victor Hill 100%. He will probably win an election today by 70 or 80% versus anybody else. Uh, it's just the, the cult of personality around politics. Everything that sounds weird and, and eccentric to people outside of here is completely normal down here. That's what pe folks are used to. Well, and that probably explains why the hell Republicans nominated Herschel <clears throat> Walker. All right, y'all, uh, I'm going to a break on that. That's... Again, well, let's see what happens, but he might be going to prison. All right, y'all, it's time to go to the break. We come back uh, more on Roland Martin Unfiltered. Don't forget to sit here. And if you're watching on YouTube, Twitch, Instagram, hit the like button, y'all. Uh, we should be hitting easily at 2,000 likes right now. It's free. It ain't cost y'all nothing. Click, keep commenting. That's all you got to do. All right, so hit the like button. When we come back, I should see 2,000 likes on our uh, YouTube channel. Uh, please download our Black Star Network app. We're still trying to get the 50,000 downloads, y'all. We almost there. More than 49,000. Let's hurry up and get there. Android phone, Apple phone, Android TV, Apple TV, uh, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Xbox One, Samsung Smart TV. Also, join our Bring the Funk fan club. Your dollars make it possible for us to travel around the country covering the stories that matter, especially during this election season. So please, uh, uh, please uh, help us out. Uh, send a uh, check of money order to P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037-0196. Cash app is Allison RM Unfiltered. PayPal is R Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zell is rolling at rollinsmartin.com. Rolling at rollinmartinunfiltered.com. Uh, let me give a shout out to Tony Mosley, Mark Grant, uh, Sir Prina Washington Allen, uh, Marie Perry, David Smith, Brian Johnson, uh, Alice Williams, Jay Bush, Ingle J, William Jackson, Erica, uh, the 800 per day club, Bri uh, Brina, Donna White, Judith Davis, Jackie Dunn, Ben, 1964, Carlin, Andrew Bird, Antonio Person, Strictly Business, Diane Howard, Johnny Sattler, uh, let's see here, Judith Davis, Donald White, Jackie Dunn, uh, and uh, Antonio Person, uh, let's see here, all, Diane Howard, uh, Johnny Sattler, like I said, Ayana King, Sophia Mathis, Cy Holmes, uh, Billy Thomas, and James Patterson, Tressa Jones, Mark Mason, Chris Hightower, Donald, Reginald Sanders, Corey Johnson, Don Hunter, Adjion uh, Crutcher, Jamal Hill, all folks uh, contributed on Cash App. I certainly appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Also, get your copy of my book, um, White Fear, How the Bounty of America is Making White Folks Lose Their Minds. Ben Bella Books, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, IndieBound, Bookshop, Chapters, Books a Million, Target. Uh, order from your favorite black bookstore. Also, download your copy on Audible. Uh, let's, let's make it a bestseller, folks. We'll be right back. Thank you.
When we invest in ourselves, our glow, our vision, our vibe, we all shine. Together, we are Black beyond measure. Hi, I'm Dr. Jackie Hood-Martin, and I have a question for you. Ever feel as if your life is teetering and the weight and pressure of the world is consistently on your shoulders? Well, let me tell you, living a balanced life isn't easy. Join me each Tuesday on Black Star Network for a balanced life with Dr. Jackie. We'll laugh together, cry together, pull ourselves together, and cheer each other on. So join me for new shows each Tuesday on Black Star Network, A Balanced Life with Dr. Jackie. When we invest in ourselves, we all shine. Together, we are black beyond measure. You know what's on the ballot. It's not just legislation and policies we believe in. It's democracy. Our democracy. There's a choice on the ballot between freedom and fear, between cruelty and compassion, between chaos and community, between voting or violence, and the end of rights generations have fought for. The extremists have a plan, a roadmap for a nation where your voice is silenced and your vote is a memory, where they count their votes and cast ours aside. That's why this year, this fight, this vote is so important. Register, engage, volunteer, fight back against the disinformation and despair, and most of all, vote, because your vote is all that stands between our future and theirs. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. The wait is almost over. 
Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. We're all impacted by the culture, whether we know it or not. From politics to music and entertainment, it's a huge part of our lives, and we're going to talk about it every day right here on The Culture with me, Faraji Muhammad, only on the Black Star Network. Hi, I'm Kim Burrell. Hi, I'm Carl Payne. Hey, everybody, this is Sherry Shepard. You're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. All right, y'all, Supreme Court Justice Samuel Lito, who led the charge to overturn Roe v. Wade on the Supreme Court, is now upset because he said that the leaking of the Dobbs decision in that draft opinion endangered the Supreme Court justices uh, and put targets, made them targets of violence. Listen to what he had to say. It was a grave betrayal of trust by somebody, and it uh, was a shock because nothing like that had happened in the past. So it certainly changed the atmosphere at the court for the remainder of, of last term. The leak also made those of us who were thought to be in the majority in support of overruling Roe and Casey targets for assassination because it gave people a rational reason to think they could prevent that from happening by killing one of us. And we know that a, a man has been charged with attempting to kill Justice Kavanaugh. It's a pending case, so I won't say anything more about that. Uh, but um, that was last term. Um, now we're, we're in a new term. I think that all of us want to, all of the justices, and I think the people who work in the building, we have a wonderful staff, um, I'll add that, want things to get back to normal uh, the way they were before all this last term, before COVID, get back to normal to the greatest degree possible. And uh, that's what we hope will happen. And I think everybody is working on that. You know, during my 16 years on the court, the justices have always gotten along very well on a personal level. I think the public, when they read our opinions, probably misses that. Um, we sometimes, you can see by reading those opinions, we sometimes disagree pretty passionately about the law. And we have not, in recent years, been all that restrained about the terms in which we express our our disagreement. I, I'm as guilty as others, probably, on this on this score. But um, none of that is personal, and that is something that I think I wish the public understood. All right. So here's the thing, Matt, that that jumps out at me um, with uh, Lito. First of all, um, sitting here, you know, threatening violence against anybody, with a Supreme Court justice, a member of Congress. Uh, uh, Capitol Hill staffer is grossly uncalled for. Um, but Justice Alito acts as if their decisions are not political. And the ideological bent, like, like, let me remind people in this, with this Dobbs case, the 
case that went before the Supreme Court, it, they were not asking to overturn Roe v. Wade. He, he and the other Supreme Court justices, the conservative justices, they made the decision to go even further than what was sitting before him, them. So he's pissed off that there is a reaction. And here's the other deal. There are leaks everywhere. There are leaks at City Hall, county government, Congress, the White House, to, to act like that you somehow are so special that would never happen. And what he also said, this is unprecedented. Actually, that's a lie. That was a leak in the original Roe v. Wade decision. I didn't realize that about Roe v. Wade in the original decision in terms of a leak, but yeah. I, I don't think you're wrong at all. I mean, look, the reality is, um, you know, for lawyers, we may understand how the Supreme Court works and some of the decisions that they make. But for your average citizen, what they hear is you were a Republican or you were rather you were appointed by a Republican and you're now doing Republicans bidding. I mean, especially where Trump and the Republicans in the modern era have made everything about the courts and about, um, frankly, you know, advancing their narrative. So it doesn't surprise me. And I think to act like you're surprised that overturning the case that has been, you know, the most hotbed issue since the original case back 50 years ago um, is a surprise. Shouldn't be surprising to anyone, particularly because of the ideological bit. And I think you're 100% right with that. You know, I taught the Constitution last semester, and I told my students that all the time. I think sometimes the Supreme Court just comes up with, the, you know, the decision they want to make, and then they try to find a way to make that decision right under the law. And I think here, to even go beyond what the case was asking for, shows you that there is at least a highly suspicious uh, potential that they are doing the bidding of Republicans. And that's what we're seeing here. So I don't think they should be surprised by that. And I don't think that anybody should be trying to target a Supreme Court justice by any means. But I don't think they should be surprised. And when you, when you work in the public, this is what you should expect. When you make a decision that more than you know, half of the populace doesn't agree with, there's going to be a visceral reaction. That's what you're seeing here. And, and the reality is people, Joe, have an absolute right to express their opinion. The Supreme Court justices, they are public servants. They are being paid by the taxpayers. Uh, and so, yes, the Constitution, they've made them uh, these lifetime appointments, but people get to express themselves. Again, threats of violence, wrong. Folks weighing in and protesting, proper. And they're also trash because these same punk-ass Supreme Court justices allowed for there to be unfettered access or protests outside of abortion clinics, yet they, so scared, such so wimps, put, put fences up outside the Supreme Court because they didn't want anybody protesting on the steps. That, okay, so don't sit here and give me this First Amendment crap and then how, oh, it's good in the case of, uh, it's good in, in terms of uh, if you are protesting outside of an abortion clinic, but don't you dare come protest on our steps. You know, it reminds me of something my daddy used to tell me. He said, you know, son, the same thing that'll make you laugh will make you cry. And, uh, you know, right now, you've got a situation where the Supreme Court has rendered a decision uh, in this case in Dobbs that essentially makes the country less stable. That's a fact, okay? 
uh, it goes against, it went against the rule of law that has been established for 50 years. That's a fact. So the point that was just made, it was more than the folks were asking for. They might have been hoping for, but here's what they were asking for. It was less than what they ended up getting. And it also contributes to and supports the narrative that Donald Trump and many others spoke out loud. See, we forgot, you know, we, we, we go back and, you know, we, we forget how things started and how things were. You know, Scalia is considered a great justice by a lot of folk, but he was always outside of the mainstream, always. And it's one of those situations where you speak something out uh, enough where it can become true. And a lot of people thought he was great, but he was outside of the mainstream, too, and didn't care about necessarily the rule of law as it pertained to uh, what was being passed, what was accepted. He had an agenda, I believe, just like a lot of other ones do. John Roberts, mm -hmm. you, know, you know, he's a little concerned about his court now, but he should have been when it was time to vote a certain way on voting rights. And now the court has lost. He doesn't have control of his court anymore. And so now you have a case that you've passed, and you're wondering why there's a reaction that there is. Of course, people shouldn't have to risk their lives uh, to be in public service and shouldn't be threatened. And I would never support that under any circumstances. That being said, if it's a separate thing or if it's a related thing, however you want to uh, slice it, you know, we have a problem here in that they are making decisions and they're going for the gusto. You know, they said, oh, no, this is just about the states. It leads it up to the states. How many weeks did it take uh, Lindsey Graham to propose something national? So we're going to keep going down this road where you have a court that does not reflect the will of the people to the extent that would even undermine the rule of law itself. And that has the potential, at worst, to make all hell break loose. And that's a fact. Um, Robert, you know, I, 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 again, I just, just get a kick out of the constant whining and complaining of Samuel Alito. You know, he took, he took umbrage when Adam Sir. Uh, with The Atlantic, wrote a piece uh, highly criticizing him, and Lito had the gall to actually respond to the piece. Trust me, uh, I talked Adam got a huge kick out of Alito being really upset. But what you have here is the arrogance of Supreme Court justices who believe that they are above reproach, that no one should ever criticize them. Uh, but when you have Clarence Thomas, who's married to a liar, who's married to someone who aided domestic terrorism on January 6th, who still, who still insists the election was rigged, and to somehow act as if we don't think Clarence Thomas was aware of her calling uh, people in states trying to overturn the election, and yet he is still ruling on cases. He has not recused himself. Oh, I'm sorry, Alito. If you want to sit here and lecture the American people, why don't you walk down the hall and you go lecture Clarence Thomas and you tell him to recuse himself to bring some integrity and credibility back to the Supreme Court? Well, you know, it's interesting because uh, Justice Alito seems very upset about the breach of the uh, the safety and security of the court when it comes to uh, the leak of the decision. But I will rather him explain his divergence from stare decisis. Why are they not following precedents? And what does this mean for every case coming up after this? Because remember, Roe did not establish a constitutional right to an abortion. It established a constitutional right to privacy. privacy. So everything in the progeny of Roe, including Casey, uh, now is up in the air. So the next case before the court will probably be the repeal of Lawrence v. Texas, which legalized gay relationships, and you can bring back sodomy laws. People don't realize this. Uh, Ten years ago in Atlanta, sodomy was illegal. 
literally, it was illegal to have anything except missionary sets in the state of Georgia up until about 10, 12 years ago. Those laws are, will come back on the books of Lawrence v. Texas, for example, is overturned. Um, the loving decision uh, when it comes to interracial marriage, that's kind of the same progeny as Roe. What's going to happen if the other judges overrule Clarence Thomas and now he can't have his white woman anymore? Is that, is that something that the justices are well prepared to discuss or to handle? Gay marriage is part of the same progeny. So when you open up this can of worms and put in the question a hundred years of uh, Supreme Court decisions, well, I feel like you need more explanation as to why you did it. So I understand the leak was bad, but literally overturning an entire century worth of uh, jurisprudence, I think it's a far greater thing that you need to explain to the American people, because at this point, if you're not following precedents, then why can't we pat the court? If you're not following precedents, why can't we start impeaching Supreme Court justices left and right? If you're not following precedents, then what holds this entire myth of the American social contract together? And that is what these justices have imperiled in order to serve their conservative masters. Um, indeed. Uh, and so uh, I really don't want to sit here and hear the whining of Alito. I'm going to go to a quick break. Uh, and we come back. Um, I'm going to talk about Kanye West. But I'm not going to talk about uh, Kanye West in the way you think I am. There are people out there, there are folks who have been raising the question, and we'll show you some of these tweets. People who are saying, well, this is shameful, this is wrong. How is ye being canceled because he made anti-Semitic comments, yet when he made anti-black comments, no one cared? I dare say, no, no, he wasn't canceled for making anti-black comments because it was black people who were defending him. I will explain next on Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. When you talk about blackness and what happens in black culture, you're about covering these things that matter to us, uh, speaking to our issues and concerns. This is a genuine people-powered movement. There's a lot of stuff that we're not getting. You get it, and you spread the word. We wish to plead our own cause to long have others spoken for us. We cannot tell our own story if we can't pay for it. This is about uh, covering us. Invest in black-owned media. Your dollars matter. We don't have to keep asking them to cover our stuff. So please support us in what we do, folks. We want to hit 2,000 people, $50 this month, raise $100,000. We're behind 100000 so we want to hit that. Y'all money makes this possible. Checks and money orders go to P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037 dash. 0196. The cash app is dollar sign RM Unfiltered. PayPal is R Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zell is rolling at rollingsmartin.com. Hi, I'm Gavin Houston. Hi, I'm Carl Payne. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Jacob Lattimore, and you're now watching Roland Martin right now. <laughs>
All right, folks, anyone who knows me knows that probably at least 30 years, uh, I uh, have, don't use the N-word. I, I don't like the word. I don't like people using the word to me. I don't like people using it on my timeline. If you do, I will block you uh, in a heartbeat. That's why when that idiot Candace Owens tried to actually accuse me, although she's like, the reason I block you because you called me an Uncle Tom in the cell in the N-word. I'm like, you're a liar, because I don't even use those terms. I don't allow them to be used even on my show. And so that's why Candace Owens is an absolute liar. And so uh, I've watched with curiosity the response to people um, in the wake of Adidas uh, and the Gap and CAA and other companies dropping Kanye West as a partner. And uh, I've watched as African-Americans have risen, some African-Americans have, have risen to Kanye's defense by saying, oh, Oh, he, he gets canceled, he gets dropped when he makes anti-Semitic comments, yet why is it that when the same Kanye West made anti-black comments, when he made comments about Harriet Tubman, he made comments about slavery, why is it that people did not rush to drop him then? And I dare say the reason folk did not rush to drop Kanye West then, because black folks or a significant number of black people made uh, a number of excuses for Kanye West. Right. I, I don't really want to hear, I, I don't accept when I hear black, some black folks make this uh, ignorant ass uh, position that, oh, well, we have reclaimed, reclaimed the N-word, and we've dropped the E-R, and we've added the A in, and now it's an affirmative word. I, I, I took offense when Kendrick Lamar, uh, uh, in the Vanity Fair uh, cover story, when he said, uh, can there just be, can we just have this word? I was like, hell no, send it back. And I'm watching folk right now defend Kanye. Well, uh, did, uh, Kanye didn't lie. Uh, Jews do run the music industry. Jews do run media. But when you say I'm going to go DEFCON 3 on Jews, and then he says I, I can make anti-Semitic comments and Adidas, they can't drop me. Well, they did today. In fact, y'all, I, I saw this. I saw this uh, tweet where he showed up at another uh, at Skechers. Um, he showed up at Skechers unannounced and was filming. Skechers was founded by uh, two Jewish men and they politely escorted his ass off the premises and then released a statement making it clear they ain't got nothing to do with him, ain't going to be in business with him, and don't tolerate uh, any, any damn thing that he has to say. That's what, that's what they said today. Also, the Holocaust Museum offered Kanye West a private tour, talked to him about the Holocaust, he turned them down and said uh, that 
Planned Parenthood was his Holocaust museum. That's what he said. But the reason I am talking about this, because I told y'all I don't give a damn about the ignorant-ass Kanye West. But, 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 the, but the reason I am talking about this here uh, is because I believe it is time for us to really begin to have a real substantive conversation in black America. This is a time where we have to call a family meeting. Because I think one of the fundamental problems that we have is that we as African Americans, there is this knee-jerk reaction to somehow protect one of hours when white folks are attacking one of ours as opposed to saying, no, his ass got to go. Kanye West has said insidious, damaging, and shameful things about black people, and a lot of us were fine with it. Uh, I was personally offended when individuals who I know Folk who work in politics and who are in business, who they, they throw up the fist and they, they holler Black Lives Matter uh, and all of that. I, I was grossly offended when I saw on their timelines when they were buying tickets and going to the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta uh, when he was uh, previewing uh, his unfinished Album. Some 70,000 folks were in there watching that spectacle in there. Then, of course, uh, you had um, uh, when he was in Soldier Field, y'all, Soldier Field as well, and, and he was same thing and brought out Marilyn Manson and others, and, and folks were defending that. And, and then I remember, I remember when uh, Jason Lee, Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit NFL.com slash schedule release to learn more who has since resigned in working with Kanye um, when they had that, remember when they had that, that black dinner? Did y'all remember that? When he, he assembled all these black folks and, and they, they were all around this table and uh, they were uh, at this dinner party and they were talking, uh, uh, go to the video. This is the video right here, y'all. They, they, were, they were all assembled and, and he was talking and, and all of these black Creator. This is seven months ago. All of these African Americans in entertainment and in Hollywood, and they were all there. And you, you see, you see folks around the table you recognize. And uh, they shot the video. So it was this big elaborate dinner, and he was talking about working with African Americans and controlling them there. And all of the anti-black stuff he was saying, he was saying then. Oh, but he's the genius. Oh, but he's, he's special. Oh, but he's a, a free thinker and he's an independent mind and all of that. What I'm trying to say, folk, is there comes a time when black folk need to stop protecting folk who hate us. Yes, we know he has mental illness. Yes, we know what's going on here, but that simply is not a cover or an excuse for what this man continues to say and do. And I dare say one of the issues, folks, why was R. Kelly able to keep doing what he was doing? Because there were too many black folks who were interested in step in the name of love. There were too many black folks who were saying, oh, yeah, but I, I mean, I, I know, but oh, but I, I, I love, I love Robert's music. And the love of R. Kelly's music provided him cover to still being booked on a Tom Joyner family reunion cruise, to be booked at other black events, to be booked for concerts, for other artists to keep collaborating with him. Yet young black girls were being raped, sexually assaulted, peed on. This man was a predator, yet there were black folks who were still, yeah, but I, I, I love me some Robert. I love me some Kanye. J J Jasmine Koenig, um, actually wrote a piece uh, addressing this, um, and this is her headline, 
Uh, give me one second. Let me pull it back up. Sorry. She posted this. It's in a medium post. While you get canceled for being anti-Semitic and not for anti-blackness. That's the headline. That's the headline. If you read the piece, y'all, go to her Twitter page. You will see it. If you read the piece, you will actually see what she lays out there. One of the things that uh, she says is that right here, she says, one thing I can tell you about Jewish people is that when it comes to anti-Semitism, they close ranks. Everyone is reading from the same page of the same playbook and speaking on message. Black folks, y'all say on code, huh? You won't find a segment of Jews who identify with anti-Semitic slurs or feel that if you replace this letter with that letter and reclaim the word, it changes its meaning and makes it okay to use. The same can't be said of black people. Half of us use the N-word as a term of endearment, so why should the rest of America get their panties in a bunch over anyone else using it as long as we continue to use it and allow others to make millions of dollars from our use of it? Jasmine ends her piece right here. She said, go back to it. She said, I admire. She said, I'm not mad at Jewish people. I admire their unity and the resolve they have against anti-Semitism. I long for the days. I only heard about from my grandparents that when black people had respect for themselves, each other, and stood together on our most pressing issues for the betterment, not the detriment of our people. Last paragraph. In the end, it all comes down to this. Ye is going to be canceled, and anti-blackness will continue to be tolerated in America as long as black people are the main perpetrators of it. On this, we can't expect more than what we're willing to do to ourselves. You cannot demand for somebody else to respect you. Let me look right here. So I'm gonna, I need to be real close to y'all. You cannot demand for somebody else to respect you if you are unwilling to respect yourself. Please show me the massive petitions to say enough of Kanye's music. Please show me the massive number of people who say Spotify stop playing his music. The massive number of people who say Adidas to on, the hell with his gear. You, you, you can't compare the two if you didn't do the work to actually get him dropped. And there are too many of us, even right now, who continue to make excuses for Kanye West after the bullshit he said about George Floyd, after the White Lives Matter shirt and that crap with Candace Owens, after the crap he did with Donald Trump, after the stuff that he said on the Drink Champs, and the stuff he said to Tucker Carlson. And we go on and on and on, on and on and on. If you black and you defending Kanye West, you the damn problem. You the problem. And that is anti-blackness. No matter how you dress it up. Go to my panel for thoughts. 
final thoughts before we end the show. Matt, I'll start with you. I actually disagree to an extent, Roland. Um, and I disagree insofar as I hate when we have this conversation as though black people are the only people who do this. I think this is an issue of celebrity, number one. I think two things can be true at the same time. I'm not at all supporting what Kanye said. I'm not giving him a pass. I think the brother has done way too many things um, in the public space that have been problematic. However, this is more a symptom of anti-blackness being something that is considerably more pervasive and more the original sin of America than anti-Semitism. And there have definitely been a lot of instances of anti-Semitism. I don't mean to trivialize it in any way, but we see instances of anti-blackness all the time on a grand scale that have nothing to do with Kanye. So yes, we have a responsibility to hold him accountable, but I don't like it as though we are the only ones that allow celebrities to run amok. I think it's a false equivalency, and I think we need to have a more nuanced conversation. We so, need to hold Kanye accountable. I think we need to, you know, we can have uh, intellectual conversations about the use of the N-word, but to put the onus solely on black people and say that we are, you know, consistently failing our duty, I don't think that's true. Uh, here's the whole deal. If you are, <laughs> if something is defined as anti-blackness, then who other than black folks are supposed to lead the charge? I don't disagree that we should be involved in leading the charge, but I don't like the notion that we consistently never do that because there are people who've been calling Kanye out and other black artists for years. No, 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 no. In the, a few, in the, there's a difference between a few individuals calling someone out and then mass mobilization. What I'm talking about is when you have mass mobilization saying enough is enough. What I'm arguing is that, a, that too many of us are making excuses. The reason R. Kelly continued to do what he did is because a whole bunch of us turned a blind eye because we loved his music. I mean, the, 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 the record is sitting in front of us, and that's one... I mean, literally, black DJs... Oh, not man, but no, R was still rolling with them. What I'm arguing is no one is going to protect us first other than us. I just think too often we give our folks a pass because we like their music or they cool or this ain't really no big deal. And frankly, it's wrong to go, well, why? Why he getting canceled because anti-Semitic when he was making anti-black? But what did we do to mobilize against his anti-blackness? That's my point. I get it. And, and, and I think two things can be true at the same time. I mean, Mel Gibson's still making movies, right? Mel Gibson's still making movies, and he's said anti-Semitic things and had a number of things that have been problematic. And we're not, as a, a matter of course, saying that white people are dropping the ball for not calling him out. I mean, I just think it's a little bit and of we a should. false equivalency. And we should. We should. And we I think should. it's a little bit of a, of a false equivalency, and I think sometimes we are a little caustic in how we talk about it. I don't think you're wrong. I think we should hold them to task. But I think we should also look at the larger phenomenon that this is celebrity. And what an average person might get as a consequence for doing something, an average person doesn't get the benefit of being a genius and being a transformative artist and all of these things. And I think that's a bigger symptom of celebrity and celebrity idolatry than it is black people solely dropping the ball. That's my opinion. Joe? <laughs> We hate, you know, can I say, first of all, I agree with both of you. 
Uh, but we hate technicalities, right? You know, in court, when you're explaining something simple, you know, at the dinner table to the fam or at the barbecue, you know, somebody got arrested, but they got off on a technicality. We're upset when they get off for a technicality because on the merits, they really should have been had, right? But here we are talking about this whole yay situation. Now, listen, yay is about yay. He ain't about Kim. He ain't about us. He's not about anybody else. But we would use the technicality of this cancellation argument to uh, validate him when he's already invalidated himself. You know, and that's kind of the issue that I see, is that, you know, Ye undid himself as it pertains to us a long time ago, and to the point that was made, a lot of people have been speaking out against him, and a lot of people have been speaking out against uh, Kanye. But I would also say against R. Kelly. But what I would add is that I'm with your point, Roland, particularly as we talk about when we go back you know, you know the, 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 what we've gone through as a people, the fact that we were written in the Constitution as three-fifths of a person, and the Constitution exactly. wasn't really written for us, and we're trying to make a square peg fit in a round hole anyway, okay, mm -hmm. that means we have further to come. And so to speak with one voice on this is why it's that much more important. We shouldn't have to to the point that's made. You know, we, you know there is, should be room for nuance, et cetera, et cetera, but there's so much going up against us, it makes our discipline in the N-word issue. We're real good at taking lemons and making lemonade. But you got to put lemonade, you got to put sugar in lemonade to make it sweet. And sugar can damage your teeth. It can damage other things. And in this situation, when we use it to sweeten the fact of the matter that this brother has invalidated himself a long time ago, if you want to have that discussion about what the Jewish brothers and sisters do versus what we do and cancellation here or there, this is not the way and the time to do it because you're standing on a shaky foundation with yay. And that's the problem I have. Robert? Uh, well, you know, I, I think this kind of folds into the conversation we've been having on a macro level about reparations in the African-American community. I'm going to square the circle, just give you a second. Uh, because what we see with our Jewish brothers and sisters of starting the Zionist movement in the late 19th century was a international unanimous consensus that they should have their own homeland. They should have repairs done uh, for the damage done to them by the European empire. It just culminated in 1947 with the founding of the state of Israel. Be and because of this international unanimity that they were able to achieve, we see this rolling down until today, where they made it very clear that it was almost like uh, Section 5 of the NATO Charter. Uh, an attack against one of us is an attack against all of us. And that's what was called out by Rahm Emanuel's brother, when he said, we want everyone to de uh, divest in Kanye West after he made the statements. And we, I've never seen a rapper's bank account be seized. But literally, Chase Bank said, come get your money. We don't want it. Um, his agency being uh, uh, dropping him as an artist. Uh, his shoe line being taken away. Do you know why? Because they make sure that whatever leverage of power they have, they will uh, ensure that an attack against one is an attack against all. The reason I say this plays into the reparations argument uh, is because often uh, in the African-American community, we spend more time separate fighting against each other, letting people talk about us in any kind of way, letting people treat us in any kind of way, not controlling industry, not controlling our sectors of power, letting other people influence those things. And that's why it's very difficult to make the same progress that we see in other communities. But we should have uh, canceled people like Kanye and other folks long ago. And uh, if you look at the music that is out there that we object to, let's remember that the, the one thing to come out of this is the fact that they could stop all this mu music about drugs and killing and 
uh, abuse in black communities and everything else tomorrow if they want to. They could do the same treatment they did to Kanye to any rapper that talks about killing black people, but they won't because we don't make them do so, because we do not have that unanimous uh, agreement that our community is to be respected, our community is to be treated a certain way. And until we get there, this will simply be another case of us seeing what other people do but not taking the right lessons out of it. I, I don't know Kanye. Uh, Kanye doesn't give a damn about me, and I'm not particularly interested in what goes on with him. But what I do think we need to do is understand that our community if we want to make the same progress we see in other communities, we have to start looking at those lessons they have created and adapting them and creating a, a, a bridge going forward so that we can get to where we want to be instead of simply talking about what other people are at. I cannot ask someone to respect me if I don't have self-respect. Simply wouldn't, cannot happen. And so what I'm arguing, what I'm saying very simple, is that if people are going to go, oh, this is unfair that this is happening to him and it didn't happen when he made anti-black comments, then I will ask the people making those comments, what were you saying? How were you organizing and mobilizing? What were you doing? But just thinking it's going to happen, nothing happens just because. There actually is a cause and effect. There's a response to things when these things happen. And what I'm saying is we must be willing to stand up and call out one of our own who says or does something about us and then not wait for that person to say something about somebody else and then go, oh, now it's okay to criticize them. It's as simple as that. And so I think the lesson here is for people, uh, like, I mean, I was debating some folks today and they were like, oh, uh, now Adidas dropping him, he made Adidas relevant. I'm like, you haven't even looked at the market share of Adidas outside the United States. Folks were just sitting here, just popping off. Oh, he made it cool. You know what the hell you're talking about. Like, go look at their market share, a $19 billion company. Look at their stock price. I mean, again, I, what, when I listen to people, when I listen to the rationale, when I saw the rationale when it came to R. Kelly, when I saw the rationale to some of the other issues, I'm going, what are we doing? We cannot, nor will we ever get respect from anybody if we don't start with ourselves. That's the point I'm making. Joe, Matt, Robert, appreciate it. Thanks a lot for joining us on today's panel. Thank you so very much. Uh, folks, if you want to support us in what we do, please download our Black Star Network app, available on all platforms, Apple phone, Android phone, Apple TV, Android TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Xbox One, Samsung Smart TV. You can also, of course, join our Bring the Funk fan club. Send a check-in money order to the P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037-0196. Cash app, dollar sign, RM Unfiltered, PayPal, R Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zale is rolling at rollingsmartin.com, rolling at rollingmartinunfiltered.com. Uh, and you can also get your copy of my book, White Fear, How the Brownie of America is Making White Folks Lose Their Minds. Uh, it's available uh, on, of course, all platforms. Uh, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, of course, you can get it from bookstores. Download it from Audible, of course, order from your favorite black bookstore. Tomorrow, I'm broadcasting from Baltimore, folks, where I'll be doing the Q&A in our second hour of the show with Jamel Hill. This is her new book right here, Uphill, a memoir 
Moore. It just, just dropped. And so uh, get the copy of her book. So I will be uh, in Baltimore again with that Q&A. We have our show in the first hour of the show, the second hour. Again, my Q&A with Jamel Hill from Baltimore for her new book, her memoir, Uphill. That's it, folks. I certainly appreciate it. Thanks a lot. I'll see you tomorrow right here on Roland Martin Unfiltered. And yes, I'm rocking the Astros because we in the World Series for the full time uh, in the last six years. And the Philadelphia Phillies, y'all about to get tagged. Just letting y'all know. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.